Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we are developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. Well, let's just let's just jump into it here. The Timberwolves aren't good. I is this don't, news to you? I don't know why you're treating this like a revolution. They no, are... no, I am reveling in oh in this. It is valid to revel in this. They're six and eighteen at home, which is the worst margin, the worst that's record. So of bad. At home. That is, that's like, that's just being mean to your fans. <laughs> I mean. There's nothing like having three first like number one picks and just I it, it and this draft is terrible. I know there's no reason to do this badly. <laughs> like we're we're sending the Cavs at home, okay? Like they're respecting. Oh, is that true? Yes. Wow. Yeah, the Cavs are six and seventeen at home. Wolves six and eighteen. So they're disrespecting the home fans more than Cleveland. That is really bad. Oof. Well, I mean. The team that's behind you, the, the team that's directly behind you, did go to the NBA championship last year. You know, stranger things have happened, but it's <laughs> it's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of going down, not a lot of going up. I think, and the, you know what? There's just not a lot to be optimistic about in this team. Uh, it really looks like the, I mean, I guess Towns, but it really looks like the Wiggins experiment has just failed, failed, failed. It's done. It's done. It, it you gotta get. He's gotta leave. It does not. He does not work in Minnesota. I mean, good job, Cavs. You know, like in retrospect, now looks like the Cavs kind of fleeced us. All right, let's move on to another sporting event. Let's make Super Bowl picks. Let's get on the record here. Uh, one thing that I was stunned by this is the the Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco Forty ers I was I was stunned by the fact that five thirty eights the 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 odds of the Chiefs winning. Chiefs are favored. The odds of the Chiefs winning, just how strongly contingent that is on Pat Mahomes. Yeah, if he gets hurt, they. It's like a twelve percent. It's a twelve percent swing. It goes from sixty-seven yeah. percent to fifty-five percent odds to win as per five thirty-eight, which is like whoa. <laughs> who is the backup quarterback? I don't know. Why would I know who the backup quarterback on the Chiefs is? I don't even know who the backup quarterback on the Forty ers is. Who do I? Can't oh, see geez. anyone on the sideline past that handsome face. It's it is very hard. And the stupid skater hat that uh, Kyle oh, Shanahan has. I know. It's like the black hole of a hat and <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo's face. You're like, oh, well. All right. That hat. Oh, my God. So many comments last game. So, All right. Well, I I mean, is it bad? I'll take the Chiefs. I, I'd take the Chiefs. I think you got to take the Chiefs. My how, how, far, bias. how far do you have to push the line before you don't take the Chiefs? So. I what what is the line right now? Three and a half. This just feels like an old school. This feels like an old school Super Bowl, which is a uncompetitive Super Bowl. Most Super yes. Bowls are uncompetitive. Yes. This feels like one of those ones that's just going to be a laugher in either direction. It could be just like it could be the opposite direction, like the um, the Bucks. 
Raiders Super Bowl so, is the one that comes to mind. So you're saying so you're saying that there's no reason to set a line because or for me to push a line because it's not going to make it favorable for you to take it. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it'd have to be like 14. Yeah. I think it's it really is just you pick pick the team that you think is going to win. It's got to be the Chiefs. Got to be the Chiefs. Yeah. 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 Well, well, we'll both look very dumb next this week. This will I'm look sure. yeah, this That's will fine. look really bad in a week. Last piece of news are you ready for the end of BoJack? Uh, no. I think that there is too much of a gap between when they released the show, the first half of the season, and the second half. I agree. I think this is a good time to release the second half. They should have pushed the first half back further. Sure. Okay. Because you can't move this release date up. Because if you move this release date up, you slam into the holidays. Hmm. Which by that, that's when I wanted to watch it. <laughs> I think I think that sounds good, but in practice, I I don't I don't know I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. I'm uh, I'm feeling ready. I have I cannot remember very much about the first half of the season, which I think is your point. Uh, the last episode was, was other than he was basically in rehab the entire time. Yeah, the last episode was like everything that he did like a recap of everything he did wrong right mm-hmm. over the, all of the shows <laughs> the very yeah the very last episode yeah so that's that's the stage that's been set i'm excited though i'm excited i think that if there's one show that can stick the landing of an ending it's bojack is it easier for a cartoon yes hands down yes yeah cuz cuz you can do you can do anything any you can literally do anything yeah. All right, today on the pod, we are going to do, sadly, a little bit of a Sloan postmortem, decide where we go from here. And then we'll talk about wrapping season three, the stuff that we need to do before pitchers and catchers report. And then we'll review Danny Santana just to put a nice cherry on this Sunday. So here we go. All right, public announcement. We did not get our paper accepted to Sloan. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave that one in. <laughs> I rarely do, but it feels more. <laughs> we keep that explicit for a reason, and I think this is it. Just yeah, it's more of a backdrop than a, yeah. a backstop. I mean, than a real yeah. warning to anyone. But now, now we're using it. So, uh, yeah, um, a lot of disappointment. Kind of frustrated. A lot of disappointment. Um, I think the thing that I that frustrates me the most is that you get. No feedback. Oh yeah, like we have nothing. We have no. So we are left wondering what in the world they were looking for, <laughs> because we played it. We played it pretty much as straight down the middle as you possibly could. We did. A, we did a really open source tool. We stuck well within the confines of things that people understand and incremental progress. Yeah, it's gonna be really depressing when we see the other papers and they're crap, but they knew somebody or something. <laughs> I think so, or well, they have a name. Well, yeah, either they have a name or they fit the image of who they wanted. I mean, that might be too. I don't know, though. I mean, a postdoc at a foreign university and someone in um, in renewable energy field seems kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, who who are they trying to appeal to? Well, it, yeah, so 
I, I don't know how much how much conjecture do you want to indulge ourselves in because I could I could probably spend quite a bit of time like just throwing out ideas about what could have gone wrong but that that almost doesn't feel like the most productive thing for us to do. It's not the most productive thing. I mean because we what is it was it not complicated enough? Is it, is that is it really all that that boils down to? Is this one of those things where you remember you remember in like high school where they'd be like, doesn't matter how long the paper is, doesn't matter how long the paper is, but then you could after everybody had submitted papers and half the people had not followed the guidelines of the page limits, <laughs> and you're like, you know what, I got this in eleven pages. It says twelve page limit, fine. 11 pages I'm good all of a sudden you're stuck with a B and you're like what the fuck no I I think that's right I think <laughs> I think if I'm is that what it if is if I'm being just my wasn't most complicated enough? conspiracy theorist right now I would say that it's because we made it too understandable and what they're actually looking for is a machine learning black box that nobody understands and it spits out something that feels good <laughs> yeah well that was what one of that the paper that was like Oh, I can't even describe the paper, but the guy was like saying like, oh yeah, no, if you switch for handedness, then Mike Trout and Bryce Harper are the same guy in this model. It's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but. <laughs> this doesn't just, sound like a very just, good model, buddy. <laughs> I just read the, I just, I read through your paper. I looked at, I watched your presentation. Don't get it. <laughs> don't see it. That's the thing is, I don't think, believe I it. think ours is, I, I. I don't know, man. I I think if I had to guess, it would be that that we just showed people too much of how they could do it. <laughs> yeah, well, and that makes it yeah that, which is what they swore they wanted, but mm-hmm. it doesn't. I just don't understand how somebody else out there could have built a more comprehensive open source tool than ours. Something that could actually be used. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, something something that somebody could actually pull down and run something someone could use soup to nuts tomorrow yeah exactly so we can we can complain about that for a while i guess we just keep doing the same thing i mean we just we just kind of keep doing it maybe we should trying it maybe there's there are there are other smaller sports analytics conferences maybe we ship it to those at some point mini analytics i mean i i think we kind of think we try and do something like that see what happens Maybe those places at least give feedback, even if we get rejected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what 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 did we learn from what did we learn from this experience? That's the thing that frustrates me is that like I have nothing to we we made ourselves better, but we're making ourselves better in a vacuum because we have no idea if we're doing it the right way. <laughs> no, we should. Uh, well, listeners, you can tell us if you're taking a look at our stuff. Well, I guess we strip all the we strip all the branding and post it somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, we should talk about next steps because we should strip it, apply whatever formatting the or the F formatting we want to. Yeah. And then, um, and then post it, post it somewhere. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's put that into practice. Let's go away and do a little research and and think about think about what we should do with this. If we want to, who should we send it to? Do you know any? Well, there are plenty. There are plenty of computational journals that would probably be that it probably wouldn't be the least interesting thing they've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Just being honest. Hey, 
Just being honest. Uh, yeah, probably in the top 10 of most readable as well. Well, that's definitely true. Yeah. I think, you know, so the question is, do we, do we want to, do we want to slash are we willing to put any more work in on this or are we just trying to do as little work as possible to preserve the work that we've already done? B. Okay. Then, then I think we're going to have hard, then we're going to have a hard time getting this into anyone else's compendium. Oh, you do think that would be hard to get it somewhere else? All right, well, then let's... Fine, we'll figure out where we want to put it and then uh, reshape it, shove it in. Okay, research will happen. Research will happen. We will make that... I will I will put that on my list. That's a good thing. I feel... Okay, all right. I actually, now that I have a task, I'm feeling marginally better. What about ODSC Boston? What's that? How about that? Uh, open data science conference boston is a city in north america yeah i got that Massachusetts. thank you yeah i uh yeah <laughs> like the map on my wall but yes i uh, capital of new england <laughs> yes i um okay no i'm down i'm down we should just send it to a few places okay odsc europe so interesting dublin interesting interesting september 14th to 18th but boston is april 13th through 17th so you you go for this you take part you take care of the stripping of the branding i can do that if you will and then i will do some do some looking at somewhere that this can actually go to uh to find a home that sounds that sounds good okay and we will try and figure out what the bar for how much we have to uh how much we might have to do to it yeah before we start at any of this it's we will have to have a comprehensive uh swat analysis yeah so we can do the stripping and then i'll take a look and see what see what's uh what's available in the world of journals for us sounds good all right and here's eric with a comment on mice and emails it's sort of like the old adage about once you see one mouse there are myriad mice in the walls. It's too late. So even yeah. if you kill the one mouse that you, if you like set out traps and see one mouse is dead, it's not like you got it. Yeah. You probably didn't even get the mouse that you fucking saw. That's with emails. Same thing. Mice. <laughs> that will make a good outtake. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. It's just like emails. All right, we are two episodes away from the end of season three. Two more weeks before pitchers and catchers report. We still have a couple things to do, I think, in the yeah. in, in season three. And I think I do really want the last one of the season to be a a year in review. And I, okay. I've I've taken up some of that mantle. Started to think about that. But next week, I think we got to work on our ranking system on our ordinals. Okay, that's the key. Okay, so we we two weeks ago. Just to refresh everybody, mostly us, we worked <laughs> on that spreadsheet because we have a spreadsheet tool to provide ourselves a prototype for how we're going to rank players. And uh, it's hard. How to, uh, sorry, not how to rank players, how to help people figure out how to draft players. How to adjust the weighting in a ranking system yeah this is i mean this is a nightmare like you know when you think about it it's, this is actually a really large project because it's a the fundamental question is 
how do you take projections for statistics and decide who to pick? <laughs> yeah, like, how do you even if you convert that? Even if you imagine that our projections are perfect, which they're not, how do you convert that into a winning fantasy baseball team? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> a winning fantasy baseball team. Convert it into a fantasy baseball team. Oh, we can. I, I can convert it into a fantasy baseball team with the best of them. But <laughs> <laughs> you want a toe, I'll get you a toe. <laughs> yeah, I um, it's it's a tough one. It's it's really it really is a tough problem. It turns out. I think hitters are straightforward. Pitchers are basically impossible. Decidedly not. And I think I think because we can, those ranges are so big. I think we can safely ignore positional scarcity. I think plenty of research has been done suggesting that we don't actually have to worry about positions. That we should just draft the player that's going to give you the most complete team and then worry about yeah. where they fit later. Yeah, because people are too smart now to I don't know though. Value added drafting is We have to decide. Okay, we have to we have to pick a we have to pick a house draft strategy, and it doesn't have to be your personal draft strategy, but it has to be the one that we're putting forward in the rankings, so that we can tell people what our assumption is. I think you're right. To do so, I would rather not think about this in a positional context. I think that there's not, I think that there's not enough to show that that's a um, that's not a problem that we can solve right now in a ranking sheet in a spreadsheet. That's right. I think. That's right. I think that that is a a little bit more of a game theory exercise, which we have not done very well at quantifying yet. What if we tried something like this? And okay, this is me about to suggest a Monte Carlo strategy. Of so course. brace yourself. What if sure. we took the ranking systems and we did 10,000 drafts and asked and tried to optimize the team from each position in the draft? Uh, does it have to be that complicated? No, it doesn't have to be. Nothing ever has to be complicated. I don't think it has to be that complicated. I think that's the whole idea of making a Monte Carlo is so that it's not that complicated. Just doing it enough times with because yeah. isn't that the idea of the Monte Carlo is doing doing a routine ten thousand times that is relatively simple reveals yeah. the complexity of of the decision. Okay, so you're saying for each player we make a distribution of where they should be drafted and then we test based on yeah based on some ranking system so we're doing false mock drafts based on our own rankings yeah so we and that's and we we use and then that we're to average those results right we use that to input to future models we're basically building a very rudimentary machine learning system so you <laughs> we use that input of the information about the previous draft to inform where they should be ranked. And then we redraw and continue redrawing down the line until we have a system that's until we have a ranking system. That's like, this is probablistically the best place to draft this person. And we'll also have the confidence intervals. 
It sounds like it should work. It does sound like it should work. But we also still have not solved the um, value between pitchers and hitters. That we're going to have to provide some piece of information. Or do you think that that will do it? I think if we get the pitchers close and you still tell it, like, you have to hit this target or it's a failed draft, basically... Because at the end of the draft, you have to have a certain number of, you have to have a certain number of strikeouts. For example, if you don't have a certain number of strikeouts, then you look at the the Monte Carlo and say like, well, that's not a valid team. <laughs> okay, so then well, we'd have to. Okay, so that would be a criteria that we'd have to ana- analyze, and what we'd use like the center of the TGFBI. I think so. I think yeah. yeah well, we'd use we'd, we'd use our target, which I think we, I think our canonical target was like number sixty or something. We said we 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 built a we decided on a canonical target for where to for where to set TGFBI. It was like okay. I can't. I think it was like I think it was like the sixty seventh percentile or something. Oof. Well, that'll be steep. <laughs> oh, it's not going to be. I yeah, but. But you only have to draw one team that does it. <laughs> you only need one team to actually be able to do Oh, you mean that the machine, well, because it's assigning all of them, it needs to have at least one that'll get to that. Yeah. Why isn't each team trying to get to that target? Because not every because they have to be ranked roto against can. each other. They have to. That's the thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess. I mean, every team can try to reach it, and I think... You know they they should like every team will be trying its best, but we'll know at the end how well each team did. <laughs> yeah, we can use strikeouts for that. That's I mean, only this this is kind of we we've use. kind of danced around this before in the past, which is like, how do you draft a team from from what position in the draft, and like how impactful are the first three players that you draft on determining who the rest of your team should be. Yeah. And the answer, I mean, the answer is very right. We, if if nothing else, we learned that last year from my stupid JRAM pick. And my amazing Nolan exactly. pick that was also meant that I never got stolen bases. Yes, exactly. <laughs> See, that's the thing. is like these crazy things that happened down the line. <laughs> yeah, very quick. Like from, from our first pick. Like my first pick hamstrung me. <laughs> And led me to weirder second, weirder later picks and weirder strategies. And yours hamstrung you in a different way. Yeah. It meant, yeah. Yep. Okay, I understand that. What do I need to do to help you on that piece? I need I need you to pull IPs and PAs. Okay. I need to get you IPs and PAs from... Oh, the ranking system seem like they're up. All right, let's do it. Basically. All right, then it's on. Finally, Ariel getting your ATC projections up. He's been busy potting, too. Yes, he has. I guess. Allegedly. <sighs> All right, we got marching orders. This is going to be a fun week. Just got to throw some shade. Always. Always. I think that abrupt brings us to the review session. Danny Santana. You were so excited to do Danny Santana. Is this to do more Minnesota discussion? Like 
third, <laughs> third Minnesota team of the day. All right. Numbers before we get started. Danny Santana is 2019. 130 games, little injury problem there. 511 PAs, 28 home runs, 81 runs, 81 RBIs, 21 stolen bases, 283 average. 2020 club in 130 games is nothing to sneeze at. No. No, when he's he's playing outfield when he's out when he's in there, so there's he's actually isn't he usually in left field? I believe so. I think he's taking it. I think he's taking it he's easy. He's kind of taking it a little easy out there. Um, I this that this was the guy on a you know on pace that we thought that he was going to be when he had that first good year in Minnesota. Yep. I think he's if he can stay healthy, I think this will be a really good year for Danny Santana. I yeah, I think it could be a good year too. I mean, who? They've they've made a couple of moves. The the Rangers. The Rangers. So they're sort of trying to compete this year. Are they trying to compete this year? Uh, <laughs> depth chart. In check, theory, people Rangers. are trying to compete. I understand, but oh, he's getting he's going to be he's listed as a center fielder now. So because Joey Gallo, at left. Hunter Pence, Sinshu Chu. That's who they had. Who did who do they have now? Who's uh, Willie Calhoun, Calhoun is, is they're okay. they're gonna make sure that he's in the lineup. Right, 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 right. Oh, Todd Frazier, who's who they added. Whoa. That's an interesting ad. Frazier, Andres, Odor, Guzman. What? Oh, they're listing Chu as the DH. This is the kind of team that you like look at right now, and you're like. <laughs> You're like, you know what? If everything goes right, that's going to be. I, I don't know. Look at their team. look at their starting pitchers. I mean, look, I was hot on my. Well, I was talking about their offense. I, I have your. I oh, yeah. I know where you're going with the the pitchers, and you're absolutely correct. No, I was talking about just the, on the offense side. It's like, yeah, like I think that although you got a lot of players at eighty percent here who. Um, <laughs> Together they could be something pretty good. Everybody's at eighty percent, and then some years it's everything's going to go wrong. I yes, yep, and it is the Rangers, so I don't have a lot of confidence in them. But no, Danny Santana uh, just looks like a nondescript baseball player. <laughs> true, like, very true. I was thinking okay. the same thing when I was while I was watching highlights. He's, he's a baseball player. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's all you can say. Like I looked at his swing. I was like, that's a swing. Okay. You know, looked at him running the bases, like, all right, okay, he's a baseball player. You look at him playing out in the outfield, and you're like, Whoop, you fielded that ball and threw it in. It's, <laughs> it's You're not seeing, like, tons of highlights. Right. I have, well, except for he had a two-homer game against Barrios. Love that. But, like, other than that, no, you're right. He's just a baseball player. Uh, and if you can be a baseball player and put up these numbers, that's not too bad. You could make a lot of money. He's got a good beard, though. Well, he's not, he's not, ma- we'll he's not making a lot of money. He's making three point six no. million this year. It's, you could make oh, a lot yeah. of money. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's taking a big injury premium, but one hundred thirty one hundred thirty games is like totally usable. They have Sinshu Chu, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, like don't be the Texas Rangers and come talk to me about injuries and then sign Chu. But. I mean, as we talked about in the Chew segment, he... He just does it. He puts it together. I know. Just keeps on coming back. Um, so where was he before the Rangers? He was in... Oh, Braves. Oh, playing AAA yeah. this year. Braves. Oh, I totally forgot that. I know. 
Very forgettable time with the Braves. Also injured there for a little while, I believe. Terrible. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, then you're. So the Twins year, his good Twins year was. Oh, he's really injured with the Braves. Yeah. What was that? 2014? The good Twins year? Yeah. 2014. Wow, that's a long time ago. I know. He was young. He was young because he's. Because he's not, he's not even 30 yet. Yeah, he was very young. And then the next year, he just didn't, he couldn't hit, right? Was that what, what happened? That's right. He just did He just did nothing. 2015, he has zero home runs in 277 plate appearances. Yeah. You're like, yeah. hey. That's not good. What are you doing there, buddy? What's going on? So, uh, hey, like a little power? <laughs> so this, I, I mean, I, I don't know what to expect from him this year. Because last year was was like An what you would expect if he'd had slow and steady growth since that 2014 season. <laughs> you know, if he'd, right, like, if he'd right, like right, grown right. up through yeah. his 20s. But you don't have any of those previous years. You have nothing in the middle. You're just like blind interpolating. If I only gave you the 2014 season point and the 28, 2019 season point, you'd be like, fine, this guy will be good this year. But, you know, when you fill in the other ones, you're like, ooh, he he didn't hit a major league Did home nothing. run since 2017, and he only hit he only hit six major league home runs since 2014. Before this year, God, how do we think that's anything but steroids? <laughs> like, I mean, in all seriousness, like, how do we think that's anything but steroids? Uh, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there. But devices on his bodies. Uh, I mean, well, maybe they should. Maybe they should test it. Ron Washington's gone though, so you know it's a different situation there. Well, it's a different kind of. That's a different kind of drugs. <laughs> good point. That might help Danny Santana too, Ron. though. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. This. Okay. All right. Michael, who are we doing this week? Let's do a little bit of Eloy Jimenez. 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 Eloy. Eloy. Yes. Let's. That's that is a good one. It's a good one. That's good. One. I'm excited. All right time for the housekeeping be sure to subscribe to us on itunes and follow us on twitter fantasy tools mind the z thank you mild mayor for letting us use your tunes be sure to follow them on soundcloud and facebook feel free to email us with questions or comments send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com again mind the z all i've got left is worst of luck to you buddy worst of luck to you too yeah!